Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a glorious day for talk radio, it's of course the 1st of April where we were anticipating several developments, several of which we've already discussed. The cannabis stores opening in town with lineups and then of course lineups at the gas station last night to fill in fill up before the carbon tax kicked in and it has today it's also uh driven up the price by about four and a half five cents a liter we knew that was coming because justin trudeau uh said so even though the province is planning to contest it in court somewhat later this month but you know the impacts will be felt uh for a lot longer than that if this thing stands and uh nobody will know that more than the people who operate small businesses and manufacturing. Jocelyn Bamford has joined us on the line. She is the founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada. Good afternoon, Jocelyn. April Fool's, John. Oh, hang on just a second. Let me just uh, dial out this other line. There, there we you. go. That's better. Yeah, I got you. That's uh, your April Fool's joke for the, for the day. Well, uh do not get fooled, be not the fool, uh, whatever the saying is. It only extends until noon, Dude, I guess. Okay. All right. Okay. But, you know, I mean, this is no April Fool's joke. If it is, it's a cruel one because of carbon tax. But we've talked a lot about it in anticipation. Uh, let me get down to uh, the nub of it because you say in an op-ed piece you've written here for your colleagues, uh, carbon taxes are not revenue neutral. This is the whole premise upon which Justin Trudeau is selling it, that uh 80% of Canadians are going to make out better. Uh, they're going to see a net benefit to all of this with rebates on their tax forms, a, a tax credit, I guess. What do you mean they're not revenue neutral? Yeah, anybody that buys that that tax is revenue neutral, I have a huge bridge in Brooklyn that I like to sell to them because that's never going to be the way it is. Um, I think we're all... Uh, see through the fact that that's just not going to happen. I mean, especially for small to medium-sized business. Um, when uh, cap-and-trade was in, we had estimated that's going to cost us $50,000. That went away for four months. We had a four-month vacation from um, carbon pricing, and now it was, we're right back at it. So for a company like mine, you know, 92 employees, uh, that's, that uh, new um, carbon price is going to cost me $49,000. And uh, in t- 2020, it's going to be over $100,000. So I don't know how the government expects that small to medium-sized business can absorb this. And for anybody that's purchasing anything, you have to understand that it's going to increase the cost of absolutely everything. And aren't we all fools if we buy into that? Just to back up, I want to know how you calibrated that it was going to cost you X amount based on 92 employees. How did you figure that? Pretty simple. I just took my um, meters cube, which is natural gas, and I uh, uh, times that by the four cent increase. And I took my diesel because we have fleet um, that that uh, travels to get our product out. So we have a fleet of, of uh, transport trucks, and then we also have we do field coating. So we have um, co- uh, trucks in the field. So I just uh, take that and divide it by the increase, and then we know that that's going to be increasing to 2020. So the numbers are pretty easy to calculate, and every person um, can figure out what that that immediate impact. But then you have to add on all of the associated impacts. So I buy from companies that supply me with 
different uh, items, and they're going to be increasing their price too. So I haven't even calculated that price. So it's going to be far and above that. And when you translate that back, I have to make decisions to keep my business profitable. So is that people I can't hire? Is that equipment I can't buy? Um, is that more uh, bonuses I can't give out to my employees? This all impacts the bottom line. But you're going to get money back, aren't you? Uh, businesses, small to medium-sized businesses are not going to get money back. So I don't know where um, in the legislation it says that we're going to get credits. And it's all really unclear. It's, it's not clear on how, what the impacts are going to be to businesses. So, you know, nowhere in this legislation can we find um, how it's going to impact us. And we only know uh, based on what, where cap and trade was lost. Um, rolled out. Really large businesses during the cap-and-trade re regime got credits. Small to medium-sized business didn't get to participate, and so we just paid for everything. So it really, uh, we really took it on the chin, and so we expect we're going to have the same results um, during this, this uh, carbon pricing rollout. But Jocelyn, uh, we're told the big emitters are going to carry the heavy burden here uh, because they're energy-intensive industries. They're going to pay? And, and what happened during the cap-and-trade re regime was quite the opposite. The really large emitters, the large polluters, they all got credits um, to help them compete. And it was the small to medium-sized businesses that paid for those. So we can only expect um, that it's going to be the same rollout since the mastermind of all of the strategies, the same person that was um, helping build the strategy in Ontario. Well, you know, the whole pretext of this is that it's going to uh, change behavior, lower emissions. Uh, do we have any other case studies or examples where carbon taxes have been implemented? Did they change behavior for the better? Absolutely. And uh, carbon tax was not revenue neutral in BC, shows that. And then if you look at European case studies, it shows that it did not impact emissions. But what it does is it increases the price um, for everything, and it also increases uh, the com uh, decreases the competitiveness of business in that jurisdiction. And so we already see, especially um, in Canada, we're behind the eight ball in a lot of areas, and this just adds another layer to that. So we're not competitive um, in in the tax structure. We're not competitive. Um, in the salary structure, and we're not going to be competitive in the carbon structure, and we have to compete in a, on, an, on an international basis. And the other thing to recognize is a lot of us have already negotiated contracts, and we can't just, you know, the government's narrative is, we'll just pass that on. But we can't just pass that on to contracts that have already been negotiated. That just means that we have to take it out of our bottom line and eventually make it uncompetitive for businesses to stay here or unsustainable for businesses to stay in business. And who uh, rolls out legislation that that absolutely decimates their small to medium-sized manufacturer. And remember, 92% of all businesses in Canada are 100 people and below. And so there's no relief for us. Well, uh, and need we uh, drive home the point or punctuate it? This from Jack, who emails, he says, the one thing no one addresses is the huge administrative infrastructure needed to run this scam. Given the Phoenix fiasco and the absolute joke that that has become, why would we expect this to go any differently? Federal hacks with indexed pensions will cost hundreds of millions, if not billions, down the road when these parasites head into retirement. Ouch. Uh, but the point is t well taken that uh, this is going to be a burden on small businesses and uh, perhaps many more Canadians, notwithstanding what the government promises as uh, being a net benefit to 80%. Jocelyn, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate your weighing in. Obviously, we'll stay on top of this and talk again real soon. All right. Thanks, John. You got it. Jocelyn Bamford, again, is the founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Canada.
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 